Paul. Hello, Craig. My name is Craig, as we've just established there. I am the Chief Import-Export Officer for Upside Down Shark. That is a new title. Uh, We haven't thought of a title for you. What do you want your title to be? Tom is Professor of Preamble. (laughs) So it's a bit like Doctor of Fugonomics. It's not really a title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We probably should have thought about this more, shouldn't we? We should have... uh the professor, no, you can't be Professor Paul, can you? Nah. Ah, we'll come up with it next episode. We'll find one. Um, I recently, being the chief import export officer, imported a band from America for an interview. I bet that wasn't cheap. It was, uh, cost me a tank of petrol, I'll tell you that, <laughs> and some anger driving through London. Oh, London rage driving. I, I tell me about it. Tell me. Uh, I. Yeah, have you heard of this band? They're called Bowling for Soup. I, th- I think I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, uh, so I had the pleasure of... I'd have, no, first off, no idea how we swindled it. Like, I, they must have had a slow day or like <laughs> a lot of press people fell out and they were just like, hey, we, those, those shark people, let's get them in. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's exactly what I've been told many times since doing it. Um, so that like... We went to London. They were doing a press day in Shepherd's Bush. Sure. Me and your boy, Tom Baker. Tommy B. We, <laughs> that's what they known him on the streets as. <laughs> uh, we went up there and like their PR guy was just like, yeah, they're just doing a photo shoot for um, some US magazine right now. Before that, they were taking uh, press photos for O2 Academy and all their venues down there. And yeah. we were just like, well, we're out of our league right now. Swimming with the big boys. Yes, yes. Um, so, I think that's that's all the intro needed. Any and anything else you'd like to add? No, no. Don't you had fun? <laughs> Always had fun. Uh, so, without further ado, here is my interview with Bowling for Soup. Hello everyone, I'm Craig from Upside Down Shark Radio and I am joined by the most handsomest rock band in the land, ever. Bowling for Soup. Hi. For the unfortunate people that don't know who you are, would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, and that one guy? Yeah. The <laughs> one guy that doesn't know? I'm Jarrett and uh, I enjoy a nice walk along the beach but not actually in the sand. I like to stay on the concrete part and um, I also love puppies. I'm Gary, and usually while Jarrett's on that walk, I'm like, can't we go to the sandy part? This is boring on the sidewalk, so, like, you know, whatever. I don't like to get sand in my parts and my stuff. <laughs> You're playing, uh, Jesus, sorry. You're playing Drunk Enough to Dance. Yes. Uh, in its entirety. We are. Uh, album that has gone generations and generations. It has. People love it. Why do you think it's still resonating with the audience? You know, when you first of all, it, it's just a, it's a over it's a really fun album. I mean, it's it's a fun album from you know sort of like the 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 peak of the start of pop punk, if that makes sense. Like about the time where it was like really all of us were out there already doing our thing, and um, you know, I just I feel like there's a lot of songs on there that that resonate with people and, and, and it, it brings back visuals of when they heard it the first time. They're easy songs to share with your kids or your grandmother. 
It's like the spark that lit the fire. Yeah. It's a fun album to go back and listen to for sure. I mean, it's with a couple of times. Eric is back here asleep, but uh, one time he and I were cooking at my house, and and it came on uh, randomly on my iPod. And uh, oh, an iPod is was an iPhone before it could be a phone. In case you guys. Didn't know that. Um, but anyway, just listening back to it, it's just like you know, this is pretty darn good. Yeah. When we were rehearsing, like working it up, it was it was. Fun, you know, like going yeah. back. Some of the songs we've never even played live, so like working them up has been fun. It was weird though, because it's like we do things differently than we did then. You know, 15 years ago, it's like just the way that we do sort of like chord walk downs or like um, chromatic walk downs or whatever. It's like we we back then we we take out a note and now we add a note. It's 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 just a really interesting study as to the way that we used to do. Sure, that's me. Maybe I guess, or or if we're just taking the easy road now. I don't know which one it is. So going on that, like, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, are you going to do another album soon, or what, what's the plan after this tour? Well, I mean, we're definitely going to put out more music soon. I don't know. I mean, I we put this out to the fans earlier this year, and it's like, you know. Should we do new music? Should we do a covers album? It's been talked about that forever. Should we do songs people actually liked volume two, which would be like the second 10 years of our career. Um, and there's people argue for, for all of them. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what makes the most sense and see what, what, what movie, what, uh, what mood we're in or what movie we're watching. I don't know why I said movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You said the wine gave you tattoos. Uh, you also brought a tattoo artist along with you on the tour. Uh, what was thinking behind that? Well, <coughs> excuse me, we've brought a tattoo artist on tour with us now over here for the last five years or so. Right? Yeah, usually it's typically just for us, like yeah. backstage we all get new stuff or, or you know, our friends get new stuff. Yeah, so it's like they, he'll tattoo the crew or the, or the open support bands. But um, we started a new thing on my solo tour this last September. Excuse me, this is because I just flew over here just now, like a few a few hours ago. Um, and we actually had him set up before the show, and we, we have a, a touring tattoo studio, and it went great. And so we're doing that again, and we're, we're sold out in advance. Some shows we have four artists, you know, tattooing for five and six hours. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's a good chance for you to get an economical tattoo from a badass tattoo artist. And take something home with you that you'll have forever, you know? That's good. Whether you like that or not in 10 years. It'll be with you for life. It'll be with you for life. Army of Freshmen, Aquabats, MC Large, Lars, Loud Kittens, Zebrahead, all acts that have toured with you, Spawn acts. How, so diverse, how do you, do you just ask them to come aboard and they're just like, yeah, sure. Well, what, what's the thinking? Some, some of them just showed up. <laughs> That's like, true. Come on, let's yeah. do it. What? I mean, how about you guys? Um, for the most part, it's that we meet them or we take some sort of interest in them or hear them or see a video and we're like, we've got to take them on tour. I am so sorry that I'm yawning. In, in between your two yawns, I almost yawned because yeah. it's contagious, but I fought I'm trying it to fight it. I really am. I mean, those were terrible. The reason why I keep doing it is because I won't let myself just get a, a big yawn out of the way. Um, but then there's been bands that have, be, have been suggested by either our agent or I mean, Zebrahead was um, was one that we had never toured with them before, and they were they were recommended by I think Army of Freshmen, and and, and they came along, and, and it was great having them along. So we've brought them back. 
But uh, Lounge Kittens, um, actually our publicist sent me over a video of them and I was just like, holy shit. They have really good yeah, Oh my God, I'm like, whatever happens, we've got to do something with them. And then MC Lars, he was a little kid, made his, <laughs> made his album in his, in his dorm room and we heard a song that he had called, um, called Signing Emo back in the day. And I was just like, I don't care what he has to do. If he has to drop out of college, he's going on tour. So he got on our bus for over a year and was on the road with us. So, you know, a lot of times it's it's who we want to see each night, and uh, and it, it works out good when your fans. Because this like this tour, for example, I mean, we wore the Aquabat stuff out in our mm -hmm. van. Like we were such huge fans, and and now to know them a little bit and be able to see them every night is going to be really fun. The cachet of your name is just like, hey, come tour with us, bottom soup. And they're like, sure. Yeah, well, it's basically like, hey, uh, can we come open up for you guys in the UK <laughs> so we can have a career? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm sort of kidding. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. No, I mean, it is. It, and, and to be honest, it's, it's been fun for like really close friends of ours, the Dolly Rots, Patent Pending, as you said, Army of Freshmen, to be able to, MC Lars, be able to bring them over for the first time or the first and second time that they're over here and now they can all come over and tour on their own because we do have the nicest, most supportive fans in the world and it's just, it's like once a band is on the road with us, it's it's almost like we've kind of given them the the approval and and our fans just continue to support them and I think that's great and that's the way it should be. Just introducing more acts and you know building yeah. up yeah, and they're, kind of, they're kind of in the family at that point. Yeah. yeah and sometimes it's like you know those bands will come back and be like hey you know we want to come back and it's like you've flown the nest our little bird <laughs> you know go go ye and fly unto the southern can. sky you know so that we can bring we can yet nurture another band with our bosom of punk punk. Just the thought of MC Lars upon your bosom. Yeah. Is, is a good well, my bosoms have got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day, it wouldn't have been that great of a sight because I didn't have any. But now that I've I've grown a little bit outward, uh, I do. I could probably snuggle them in here pretty well. Uh, this is a question that my producer behind the camera wanted me to ask. He said he searched the internet and no one's never ever asked you this question before. What's your favorite suit? Has someone asked you that before? It's, it's obvious that, so he's already embarrassed himself as a millennial okay. already today, right? Okay. You, you even said, you just said, oh God, mm -hmm. right? When he said earlier that uh, something was on fire, but it was gonna be lit. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. Um, we get asked that pretty much every, every so day. I thought this was the case. Right. So I thought, have you ever been asked, what is your favorite type of bomb? No. You haven't? Well, no. for you, sirs, here are some bows I would like you to okay. have a look at. Um, okay. Judge and just tell me which one you think okay. is the best. That's the best one. Mixing? This is a okay, yeah. mixing bowl okay. I like. Okay. okay, we would call this like a That's nachos? That's where I Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like melt some cheese in there, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh pasta bowl. Mm -hmm. Cereal bowl? Cereal bowl, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, going that's the best one. Mixing bowl. Yeah, and here's why. Because okay. we would use this for all of the above. Yeah. You know how much cereal you can Yeah, get you there? can get a half a box of Fruity Pebbles in this thing. Yeah. We don't get Fruity Pebbles in there. No. No. Well, we could get yeah. a half a box of Fruity Pebbles in there. I do agree with him, though. That's, that's so, the best bowl. Mixing bowl, bowling for soup. It's indoors. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I will return that to my girlfriend's mom. But back to your uh, question on soup. Uh, my wife's chicken noodle soup. 
uh, which I had to have this week because I was not feeling well. Oh. It's a cure-all. I feel okay great now. now. I'm great now. Well, now I've got like a stomach thing, but I've... I've it's not probably, related to your watch cooking. I've shit like five times today, That's... and it's finally getting to be normal. So, um, I think we're good out of the woods. I'm glad you're keeping ready. Yeah. And your tomato soup? Any love for tomato? Um, nah, it'd probably be like a, a pasta visual soup. Oh, oh. you like a bit, bit of chunk. Yeah, I like yeah. a little bit, almost stew, you know? Some, some have to it. Uh, we heard through your Twitter that you were at the Royal Rumble. I was. Uh, we're annoyed you weren't number 30. But if you were a wrestler, what would your name be and your theme song? Well, if I were a wrestler, I would be a Von Erich from back in the day. The Von Erichs were uh, who I grew up with. I actually used to use the name Von Erich when Bowling for Soup um, were first coming out. Um, and I'm, I'm friendly with Kevin Von Erich still. So I would be Jarek Von Erich um, would be my name. And, uh, of course, my theme song, of course, and it seems obvious, would be... Uh, I can't think of one. <laughs> like one I would, from Bowling for Soup. I would, no, I wouldn't use my own shit. Probably be, um, oh gosh, maybe it'd be like uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. All year round? Yeah, all year round. Gary, do you have a... I'm, I know nothing about the wrestling world. Uh, but you are aware that there are wrestlers and they have names and theme songs. I, the Crusher! What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, your tracks have been used for many things. Yes. Movies, TVs, video games. What's your favorite? Off of the ones that have been used for stuff. Like Jimmy Neutron? Um, Malphineus and Ferb is, has oh, yeah. got to be the hands down uh, favorite. I mean, there's a song I wrote for Phineas and Ferb for the movie called Robot Riot. And uh, it's, 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 it's so cool because I got to write the song, perform the song, and then I'm animated in the movie doing the song. But we had a lot of fun doing... Um, Jimmy Neutron too, and um, greatest did, day, greatest greatest day. day yeah. yeah, that's and that's our own song. It was written originally for a Tiger Woods golf game. They didn't <laughs> use it. We put it on an album, and it's it's been in so many television shows. It's been on video games, TV shows, yeah. a couple of movies. So was like, it written just been, for the game? It was written for the game, but they didn't use it. So it's just by chance. And then the it's just thing. literally just gone and gone and gone, and it's so that and that's on Drunk Enough to Dance. So we'll be playing that a bunch this this uh, this tour. Did you ever get fed up with Chuck E. Cheese being commented on every YouTube video? <laughs> no, no. That's my day job, so I, you could, y'all, anybody can talk about that anytime they want. Um, you also have a podcast, don't you? I do. Um, it's Jared Goes to the Movies. Yes. What, what universe would you like to exist in or play a part in? So, Star Wars, X-Men, Marvel, any, any sort of one comes to your mind? Debbie does Dallas. I was going to say Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. Oh, I like that one, too. <laughs> you know, I'm not a sci-fi guy. Like, I, I I, appreciate Star Wars because it happened when I was a kid. I don't worship it. I don't... I mean, it's okay. I go to see the new ones because my son is 11 and my father-in-law's a nerd. So okay. that's what we do as boys. Um, but... The whole universe thing, man, I just, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd probably, um, I think I'd just stick with the one that we're in. It's boring. Mm. Only the moon would actually be made of cheese. That's it. Yeah. Um, final question. We are Upside Down Shark Radio. How well do you know your sharks? What's your favorite shark? I know a little bit about sharks. 
Um, I have some options if you don't know any of the head. A wing head, a uh -huh. scoop head, uh -huh. Bruce from Finding Nemo, Jaws, mine's the hammer. Bruce from Finding Nemo. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I had a bit of a, uh, of a, I had a bit of a sexual run-in with a hammerhead shark at the aquarium. And um, it like followed me from like point A to point B just over and over, and I kept testing it out. Just and it was just, it would just stand over me and just look at me and like, and I'm pretty sure like it was having a moment with me or whatever. So I'm gonna go hammerhead. I was gonna go hammerhead too because we've been bitten by a tiny little baby hammerhead. We shark. have actually two stories. Yeah, uh, in Diego Garcia, uh, it's this little bitty dot in the middle of the Indian Ocean and, and you uh, guys own it we run it yeah for you so we got to go there to play uh, for a bunch of troops in the military that are stationed out there and they've got this little lagoon thing and we go out there and we're swimming around and frolicking and Eric kind of freaks out for a second so, oh something bit me and we're like yeah it's Eric. But Eric always freaks yeah. out Eric's being Eric haha -ha. and we keep on freak uh, frolicking and just having fun and then Chris is like hey Something bit me. <laughs> we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, okay, if Chris is getting bit, we're out. And then we just saw this little bit uh, baby hammerhead swimming around. And then, so we go up and we're like, hey, you know, like, is that a thing? Could we have been, like, would he have been, like, coming up and nibbling us? He goes, oh, yeah, and you're lucky you got out when you did. And we're like, <laughs> he go, and I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, because where there's baby, there's mama. So we went to the pool yeah, after that. We did, yeah. yeah. Not sure, relaxing mojito or something. We did. Oh, we, we, uh, it was at a military base. So you can just buy all the liquor you want, yeah. take it to the pool. So we had a hell of a day. It's good. Gentlemen, I can't wait to see your person. That's where I'm going. Thank um, you. Yes, that's going to be great. We're filming it live for an upcoming DVD called uh, Older, Fatter, Still the Greatest Ever. And um, yeah, so cameras will be rolling that night, and DVD will actually be out uh, before summer. So it's, Quick it's actually, yeah. So we're gonna actually start taking pre-orders on this tour. So if you're coming to that show, or if you're just coming to this tour in general, and you want to see pretty much that set. I mean, I, I'm not sure how much the set will change from night to night because we haven't played it yet. But uh, pretty much this show, if you want to have it on uh, forever and ever, keep watching uh, all the Bowling for Soup socials. What about ever? Ever, ever. ever. And ever. And ever. You're saying I can get a tattoo that will last forever and mm. then get a DVD of myself with the tattoo that will also last forever. 100%. So, thank you very much. Thank you, Craig. It's been, oh, an, been a pleasure. Cheers, everybody. So, there we go. That was my interview with Bowling for Soup. I found it rather entertaining. Rather entertaining. Not having been there. <laughs> hey, sometimes you're busy with stuff, you know. You can't, you can't go to, to everything that. Especially, in, what, on a day's notice up to London? You know, that's not yeah. an easy feat, is it? Yeah, I had, a, I had a meeting with my solicitor that day. Oh, see, you're doing adult stuff. Yeah, I had to do a grown-up. Whilst uh, we're with Bowling of Soup <laughs> talking about wine and bowls, yeah. you know. Um, it was a nice experience. They were very, very nice to us. So, yeah, not really. They, they seem like straight-up legit guys. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Um, surprised about their favourite bowl being the mixing bowl because yeah. you know it's highly versatile. Apparently, it is a versatile bowl. <laughs> Poorly approved. It's a, a highly dynamic bowl. <laughs> you could just put a whole box of cereals in there and milk and just eat the whole box of cereals. There you go. What, what do you need? That, um, they were surprised. No fruity pebbles in this country, but no. You know, but 
well, we have those cheap, uh, those rip-off USA shops, don't we? Yeah, that yeah, we cost get some, some import things for a box of cereal costs £12. <laughs> and I, being the import-export officer, do not approve of highly expensive US goods on this soil. No. If they're affordable, then yeah, I'm okay for Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Affordable. Like, sometimes you get some decent ones in Poundland. Poundland, really? They do some, like, like some of the Reese's stuff. Oh, they fall off the back of a truck or something. Uh, yeah. Presumably. <laughs> You can get like a pound polyfiller there while whilst <laughs> you're there as well. Um but yeah. Uh bowling suit, very nice chaps. I wouldn't mind uh interviewing them again. I'm going to see them on Saturday at the Brixton Academy gig where they as they said it's gonna be filmed. Take a bowl with you. Take take a bowl, take some soup. <laughs> um and as they said, like they're filming it. They got tattoo people there to do yeah. a tattoo, so yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, great. Uh, good interview. Oh, thank you. Uh, and join us next week for more shark-related goodies, yes? As always. I've been Import Export Officer Craig Bourne. And I'm still Paul. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>